You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another disappointed episode of the Assembly Call, as today your Indiana Hoosiers fall on the road in West Lafayette at Mackey Arena, 69-67, to in uh, a really tough loss for the Hoosiers at Purdue, uh, in a game where Indiana had a lot of players who did a lot of good things uh, to put themselves in a position to get a win. And you know, I was explaining to my wife before the game, you know, it's an interesting game coming into this one because, you know, Purdue is obviously a really good team. Mackey Arena is a really tough place to play. And there was always going to be a world in which Indiana actually played a really good game and still lost. And that's what happened today. But because of the context and the missed opportunities that Indiana has had over the last month, close just was never going to be good enough today. You had to come get this win to make up for missed opportunities. And Indiana was so close but as has happened just too often this season, so close just wasn't good enough. And the Hoosiers fall 69-67. The loss drops Indiana to 18-12 and overall, 9-11 and in conference play, and clearly needing to make a run in the Big Ten tournament next week uh, to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with Coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips. Uh, and we're going to break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. And let's start the show the way that we start every show, and that is with our Hoosier Proud Banner Moment. And look, I'm going to the end of the game uh, for the Banner Moment. With the score 67-65 uh, Purdue, with like a minute left, uh, or maybe even a little bit less, Xavier Johnson has the ball, uh, gets a step on Purdue's defense, and is driving in for the tying bucket. And clearly gets fouled by Travion Williams, and there is no call. And that should have been either a layup for Xavier Johnson or two free throws for a guy who has been a good clutch free throw shooter. But one of the stories of the game, in addition to missed opportunities late for Indiana, was a whistle that was very unkind. And I think as this game went on, unfairly unkind. And those of you who have listened to the show a lot know that I am not one who talks a lot about officiating, but I thought it was a major story. It's my job. Today. Thought it was a major storyline today, um, and I thought that play Indiana deserved better. I think that's exactly what you want: is X with the ball going toward the basket to tie it up, and Indiana just didn't get it. You know, a little bit later, you know, down three or down two, Parker Stewart gets a wide open three, the one he missed several times against Rutgers and made at the very end. He's unable to make it. Those missed opportunities, but you know, look, the banner moment has to involve Xavier Johnson, who was terrific. And as I said before the game. The path to Indiana winning this game was Xavier Johnson had to at least battle Jaden Ivey to a draw in terms of who was the best guard on the court. And Xavier Johnson did better than that. He was the best guard on the court today. He had 18 points, 12 assists, three steals. Uh, you know, he didn't make his threes. He was 0-4 from downtown, 4-4 uh, from the free throw line. But, you know, in the second half, after Indiana got down early in the second half, Xavier Johnson brought Indiana back. And I thought we saw offensively some of the things that we've wanted to see. You know, Indiana opening up the offense, not just sticking a postman on the block, getting Trace Jackson Davis involved in pick and rolls, having him as a cutter, as a lob man. The offense looked a lot better, granted, against a team that's not very good defensively. And Xavier Johnson was the engine in all of it. You know, he is the guy the kind of player that Indiana has been missing in this rivalry. And I don't think it's any coincidence that in the two games Indiana has had with him, they won one and they came damn close to winning another one. 
you know, for all the mistakes he makes, and look, we'll talk about his decision at the very end there to try and draw the foul instead of taking another couple dribbles and getting a better shot. But the guy competes and he's willing to make big plays. He's capable of making big plays and he's a difference maker at the guard position. And, you know, he's been up and down this season, but man, he's come through in some big moments for Indiana. He came through today. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't enough, but you know, he's driving right there to give in to, to put Indiana in a position where they would have been tied at Purdue with under a minute to go with the season hanging in the balance. And he deserved better because he got fouled and he should have been going to the free throw line to shoot free throws. Uh, and that was, uh, that was a travesty. All right. Our banner moment today, uh, as always brought to you by our friends at home field apparel now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call and their first as the presenting sponsor for the back home network. Uh, as I know, you know, home field has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. They've got some incredible, beloved old logos, like two different versions of the Bison. They've got an awesome shirt uh, commemorating, I think it was the 1983 IU women's basketball team. Uh, you know, just just tons of great IU apparel there. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, they probably have something for them too, especially, you know, if that person is a fan of a traditional basketball power because Kansas came out, Villanova recently came out. I mean, it's just great article of clothing after great article of clothing. And what's awesome is the material that it's printed on is really nice. It's comfortable. It lasts through washings. Uh, and you're going to be supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly that has been a longtime supporter of our show. And what could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com. Use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code HOME to get 15% off your first order. Once again, the website, homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And, Coach, we will go to you first. It is Tonsoni time. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, you know, um, just another disappointing performance down the stretch. Uh, three big turnovers uh, by guys who played well. Um, I thought Cop uh, played well today, shot the ball well, fought really hard on defense. Um, I, I thought Xavier was, was again, the, the reason that Indiana was in the basketball game. Um, and, and Xavier with his cramps or whatever it was, he never was the same guy when he came back in. It looked like he was a step slow defensively. He had two uh, turnovers trying to do too much. Um, I think uh, trying to make spectacular plays uh, when the game was tight and turned the ball over. Miller Cop, the, the cut was there. The execution of the pass wasn't there. Uh, the guy was open. Uh, the defender makes a, a better play, but uh, maybe there you just need to get the ball in. You had eight or nine seconds to attack and, and get fouled. And so there's three cases of, of these guys wanting to win and do something from guys who played really hard and they, they didn't make bad decisions. They just didn't execute in the clutch. Uh, and that's something that the players have to do in order to win these games. Cause every game in the big 10 is going to be like that. You can't fault them for, uh, effort, energy, not wanting to win, uh, bad mouthing them as players. They made the right reads. They just didn't. Um, the reads were there. It might not have been the read to go to in those certain situations. You still had other options. And that's some of the basketball IQ, I think, that this team uh, is lacking. There's some physical uh, issues with this basketball team players, uh, and, and there's some basketball understanding, which is frustrating. Um and, and you can pass the blame around a million different ways on that. But when it come down to crunch time, uh, one team got it done and the other team didn't. And that's just been the story of Indiana basketball all year. And it hasn't gotten better. Um, the, the late game performance, I was happy with the late first half performance. A 9-0 run was really yeah. good to see. And I'll say, these guys, this could have been a 30-point. You, you lose a game that effectively knocks you out of the tournament. 
at home on on senior day, and then you got to travel to West Lafayette after beating them, knowing the place it's going to be. You could have been boat raced here, and they were down 10, 11 a couple times and, and fought back. And that has to go to credit to the coaching staff, credit there. Not that we want to give credit on losses by, by any means, but this could have been a real ugly performance. And I think it shows the character. They just need to play better basketball. Uh, they And it might be better basketball players. It might be a coach who needs to do a better job of coaching. All of those things are fair because Indiana's not going to make the tournament uh, because of these late game collapses. Uh, but it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was nervous about uh, an outcome that was not going to be even close to being enjoyable uh, to discuss. So, again, I think you saw two different systems today, uh, and you saw both systems work well, and both systems, what the negatives were, uh, came out and, and happened as well. Both teams tried to play defense. Indiana plays better defense than Purdue, uh, I think, and, and that defense tonight that Indiana played was, was outstanding. It was very physical. Uh, and that's why there were more fouls. I, 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 I did not have a problem like you did, Jared, with any of the of the fouls. I thought it was really fairly – we had to beat them up, and we did. And you're going to get more calls uh, if, if you're the more physical team. Um, but um, this team needs better players, and that comes to recruiting. And, and Coach Woodson needs to uh, adapt to the college game a lot more. And, and you'll see these games go in the win column. That's, that's just the way I feel. I think this team plays hard. And, and that's a sign going forward for the Big Ten tournament, the NIT, whatever. And next year, I think there, there are some positives if you want to dig deep enough. All right, let's go over to Ryan for his rumination after, uh, after this <laughs> Indiana loss. Uh, we changing the name? Is that official or is that leading into next year or what? Eh, um, you know, just trying to maybe set it up on a more positive slant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, it, it, the team played exceptionally hard today and there were some definite positives from Xavier Johnson. I thought race Thompson really kept a minute early. Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of the same story we've seen all year. Now I thought they finished better in this. I mean, they, they did collapse a bit with those three turnovers as coach said, but I thought they played better late than they have in a lot of these games where they've blown it late. But again, it's another game where with five, six minutes left, you're even with the other team and you lose and you just get outplayed down the stretch. And that's been the story all season long. You want it, you want to put it in the box. It's not the lack of shooting. It's not the offensive being stagnant offensive. It's not, you want to put this season in a box. It's the last five to six minutes. Indiana cannot compete with the opposing team. They just cannot win games. There are a couple, there are a handful when they have, but there's also a handful of games, as we've talked about on here, where, hey, if the game lasted two or three minutes longer, it would have been another loss. You know, they just do not play well late. And that's what this program has to figure out in the offseason. Why is that? Is it the players? Is it the system they're running? Is it, you know, whatever? That's what you have to figure out because that's winning time. They call it winning time for a reason. That's when you win games is how hard you close, you, you finish. I will say on the officiating, I, I agree, Coach, that Indiana should have had was going to have more fouls than Purdue. I agree. But there has never been a Big Ten game when for the first 19 minutes of the half, a team only has three fouls. Like, I mean, I mean, that's happened before, but it's because of bad officiating. These teams bump each other off cuts. They, 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 have, they hand check. Everybody does these things. And the fact that Purdue, through 36 minutes, had six fouls called against them in the entire game, and then with a minute to go in the half, only had three in the second half, and the only reason they got up higher was because they intentionally fouled so obviously that Bo Borowski had to call them. Um, I do think the officiating was pretty damn bad. I thought there were a couple fouls on Indiana. There were anticipatory calls. Those happen, but I thought they happened a bit much today. 
Uh, I definitely think, look, you're at home. You're going to get some calls. I just thought it was, I mean, anytime you're eight to two and a half in foul calls, it's like, come on, guys. Come on. Everybody bumps off a cut. Everybody hand checks. Everybody. You got to have cuts to bump people off of, Ryan. That, that was foremost. Though, I mean, I saw it. I saw it underneath the basket. I saw TJD set a screen. I, 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 not, I, and... I honestly disagree. I was watching this and thought, I did not think once that we were yeah. getting hosed at Purdue. I not, not even close. I thought Stefanovic had his hands on a few guys. I thought Ivy was was playing late on guys and grabbed them as they tried to drive by him or move by him. I like again, it didn't change. I don't think it changes the outcome of the game. I just think it's one of those things where it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, I mean, because then you call Jordan Geronimo for like touching a guy, you know, as he drives by. And, and it's like so and, and or Michael Durr like sticks his hand up and they automatically call a foul on Edie's dunk. And it's like, come on. Um, so anyway, I, like, look, I, I thought some of the games recently where they haven't called as many fouls have been fine, where it's, you know, you'll end a half at five and four in fouls, just not calling the nitpicky stuff. I'm fine with that. Um, but anyway, I, look, I, I think it was just a team that didn't, again, struggle to close. And that's been the story all season. And maybe a new group of players coming in will help them change that. Maybe Woodson will change what he's doing late. Um, yeah, but, but it's just been the same story. It's, 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 it's a tape on repeat. Um, at least this time I thought they didn't completely flop coming out of the half. I thought they, they, they struggled right initially out of the half and then kind of got it back together, largely thanks to, to X playing smart. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that this is look, Purdue's the better team, the better team won. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's the same problems we've seen all year from Indiana and they, they really have to figure out a way to fix them this off season. You know, Ryan, I want to address something that you said there because, I mean, you're right. You know, today was more of the same where, okay, you've got a lead. you got to try and find a way to, you know, to win this game. To close it out. But, you know, I think when you're looking for reasons, you know, look, this is the day we're all celebrating Coach K. It's his final, uh, final home game. I happened to stumble upon a video uh, yesterday. And it was from, I think it was like his preseason speech to like the Zion and RJ Barrett team. And he was talking to him about, you know, all the things that you need to do to be a good player and how hard you need to practice and how hard you need to work. And he was like, you know, guys, the main thing, if you're going to work on anything that you got to get good at, you got to be able to make foul shots and you got to be able to make the standstill three-pointer. Those are the two things that you have to be able to do at the college level. Today, yep. Indiana makes the foul shots. 10 of 10 from the free throw line for Indiana today. But I really look to me again. There were, there were two things Indiana had to do to win today. X had to be great. X was great, and Indiana was going to have to make threes. And today, Indiana was five of twenty from three point range. And, and Miller Cop held up his, his end of the bargain. Nobody else. Miller, Miller Cop did, but you know, I I think nothing is as simple as one fix. But I think we need guys who can make big shots, who can just make shots. You know, like we saw too often today, guys with wide open or decent at least three point opportunities pass them up. You can't do that in a game like this. You got to take them and make them. You know, Parker Stewart is here to make shots. He's got to make that open shot late. You know, the offense yeah. created a good shot for him. And so at a certain I thought point, Parker really struggled today. He did. And at a certain point, you've got to have guys who can just make those shots. You know, when Purdue really needed a shot, right? When they made their little run and it was 56 to 56, what did they do? They ran Stefanovic off a of screen. Everyone knew he was going to make it. When Rutgers yeah. needed a shot, they gave it to Ron Harper. Everyone knew that he was going to make it. You know, those are the teams that win in the Big Ten. And the last couple teams that Indiana has had that have been good, you had guys who would make those shots. Yogi Ferrell would make that shot. You know, Victor Oladipo or Jordan Holes would make that shot. And Indiana's got to have guys, find guys, develop guys 
who can make those shots and who are willing to take those shots. Because that to me was the biggest issue today is passing up decent looks and missing open ones. You know, yep. and look, I, I don't agree. I don't think I don't think you just give the coaching or the offense a pass if they create an open look. You know, there's still it's more than just like that guy has to make it. But at the end of the day, like that guy just has to make it. So whether it's yeah, the coach I mean, giving look, him confidence or the training in the offseason or the development or the conditioning, like we just have to make those shots. And until we yeah. do, we're going to keep getting beaten by the teams that make them. Yeah, Jared, Indiana made three more field goals than Purdue did and shot 43% from the field while uh, while Purdue shot 39.7. But Purdue made nine threes and Indiana made five. That's the difference in the game right there. I mean, it's, it's more than the difference in the game. I mean, it's, that's the thing. We've been playing offense with one hand tied behind our back in Big Ten yep. play because we're the worst free throw shooting team and we get the worst percentage or we we hit, make the few or we take the fewest three pointers. Offense is hard when you do that. Agree, especially these days, because everyone else is going to do those things. You know, everyone else is going to make threes. And and I agree. I look, if it were me, I every offer that I make for a perimeter player, guys got to shoot, be shooting at least 35 to 40 percent from three in high school. Like, I mean, it, like, it, like there's not like, I'm more. sorry. It, I mean, or higher, of course, Because it's going to be more difficult in college. Of course, of course, mm-hmm. coach. Uh, I, no, I, I completely agree. But like, that's the baseline. 35% is the baseline. You can develop, you can make them a little bit better. But like, if you're shooting, if you're a guy who shoots 18% from three, but you're athletic and you've got upside, I'm sorry. It, go enjoy the Mac. Like, I, like, I, you know what I mean? You've got to be able to hit three. Archie Miller took risks on a lot of guys like that. And, and they couldn't shoot that we knew couldn't shoot coming in and thinking we could develop them like Tom Crean's staff developed shooters. Tom Crean's staff was phenomenal at developing shooters. But it doesn't always work out like that. You can develop guys. You can improve guys. But it's usually incremental. It's not turn them from a guy who can't hit anything to a 35% three-point shooter. So, yeah, if you're recruiting, you've got to find shooters. This program needs shooters so bad. The Big Ten is too good to not have shooters on your roster. And and let's be real. Parker Stewart at one point was making 45% of his threes this year and then fell off a cliff. I mean, you know, six weeks ago, he makes a lot of those – he makes those two threes he had today. He only took two, which is shocking But in this game. But he, you know, a couple weeks ago – For years – for years, uh, all, all of the stats, even under Archie, Indiana getting good shots, players not hitting them. Yep. Uh, and then it was Archie took away their confidence, and then Coach Woodson's a great confidence guy, and he's going to give him confidence, and everyone's been loving Coach Woodson's confidence. You know what? Guys can't make shots with confidence, and guys yep. can't make shots without confidence. That's uh, equals guys can't make shots. Yeah, no. So you got to go get guys who can make shots. Agreed, and it dovetails. Look, you have you do once the guys get on the campus, you have to continue to develop them and emphasize shooting and emphasize working on shooting. And again, that's one thing that Tom Crean's staff to give them credit. There was a lot of problems with that staff. One thing they did was emphasize the importance of shooting. Worked on it constantly. All of that. That's good. You need that. Like I'm sorry, you can't ignore that. You can't dial. CJ Gunn's coming. Yeah, he had a twenty-eight point half or something in the sectionals. Hope he has yeah, another one tonight. Is he coming by Thursday? Yeah, <laughs> can it transfer? That that's, yeah, that's another thing. thing too. Yeah, so and a couple guys, you know, guys. obviously when you step can on it campus, transfer yeah, to the and, Big Ten. 
and obviously, when, yeah, when you step on campus, you may not be ready to contribute on that level yet as a shooter because you got to be quicker. You got to do all. It doesn't these matter. Things. Yeah, you got to yeah. get dudes who can fill it up I agree. because it just and, and you Holy. do need a closer. I think Jared, your point about being a closer yeah. is evident. Indiana's closer is a post guy uh, who has one move, and that's to catch an alley oop and dunk the basketball. Uh, that's his, that's his move. And you got to put him in position to get those going and, 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 and he can get a rebound drop step every once in a while, but he's not a back to the basket guy. Um, but that's, that's the closer and, and teams have closer Ron Harper jr. As you mentioned, closer, closer. um, Ivy is a closer. He's won some games for Purdue with a, a catch and falling out of bounds with the, it's just a crazy shot, but it goes in. Uh, Indiana doesn't have that creation guy other than than X, but that's more of a point guard creation as opposed to a score creation. People, so, yeah. th- you know that that's that's what a game like this just comes down to is you need shot makers and you need playmakers, and and we only had one playmaker that really uh, X had had a terrific game, and then unfortunately you just hate it as a coach when when guys just really lay it on the line, give you everything you got. And then they're the ones who make the mistakes uh, at the end, and everyone's going to point their finger at them and, and be mad at them. But uh, you know, we're not within twenty-five if if X doesn't play. Yeah, look, without man, him, and, the game's not even close. No, no, no. And look, it's a two-point loss. So you know, the plays at the end of the game always get highlighted. Think right, back to the course. first half. How many rebounds and loose balls Indiana didn't get? You know, those oh, little is. possessions matter. You know, and so well, it happens in the second half plays throughout silly. the course of a game that lead to a two-point loss. You know, well, rebounding is- was bad today. Uh, bad. Rebounding was bad. I don't know what the numbers were, but there were periods of times where rebounding gave extra opportunities to a very, the, one of the top-rated offenses in the country, uh, and you lose by two points. For What's that? Fifteen second chance points for Purdue. Indiana you do that, two. man. There, there's well, the reason. The other, like something is, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Parker Stewart. I, I get you get caught up in a game, but something as stupid as that, that technical that he got, like that's two just, points, that's two dumb. points, like that's just that was just done. And then he's saying no, he pushed me. It's like Parker, it doesn't matter. You pushed it back. Like it, it, you know, they're gonna, they always miss the first one, buddy. You know, and it's, it's so, just, so I'm gonna say this, and, and I'm not tough. down there, and I know we want to go different directions, but this team's not disciplined either. That technical no. foul, the, the crap that happened in Northwestern, uh, the fouling the three-point shooter and giving up two shots when yeah. it was a big play, yeah. this team is undisciplined. The turnovers at the end, undisciplined to know the best play, not the open play that might be good, and there's a sliver to get the ball through on an inbounds pass or a lob, but the best option, that is discipline. Discipline is a skill. These kids care. They play really hard. They're not disciplined enough to win in the Big Ten. That's on the players, but it's also on the coaching staff. And it's hard for coaches sometimes to take players who are naturally not as disciplined or basketball smart and make them that way. But it ultimately is our job as a coach to do that. This one more on the players today than than coach. But I I do think coach needs to really think about the college system uh, overall. But uh, discipline. And, and and too College much players trash need talking more throughout the year. Yes. Too much trash talking and popping the collar and yelling at the bench at the Illinois game. That stuff comes back to haunt you. It might be fun and the crowd loves it and, and it's enthusiasm and, and that, but it comes back to haunt you. And I know I'm an old guy, no pop the collar guy, but discipline. You don't foul a three-point shooter because you're mentally Ever. not in the game. 
Um, and, and those maybe things, our coaching staff isn't the best for coaching that particular skill. I know, Ooh. seriously. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, no, uh, no, but that and, just bothers me. I, 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 I echo coach. exactly what Coach said, and, and right. again, you know, you have two staffs over two years. Like maybe there's there's some discipline issues left over from the last one. We don't know what goes on, you know, behind the scenes. But there have been some really alarming, you know, things that just been. I mean, how many three point shooters have we fouled this year? It's a lot. I, like it's not, you know, it's it, and good free throw shooters, guys, you know, are good free throw shooters. You have to close out a little softer on those guys. Sasha Stefanovic was not going to make that three that Parker Stewart closed out on. He was way off and the foul came on the way down. And it's just like, let it go, man. The ball's already gone, you know, and 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 that's again, not to harp on Parker Stewart. There are plenty of issues here, but, it, it, you know, you just have to be smarter than that, especially a veteran. You have to be smarter than that. And and Coach Woodson, I'll say, I, I thought that, you know, wh- one thing, I thought he he wasted his timeouts today a little bit. Oh, gosh, they could have yeah. they could have really used one late on that last possession because uh, Mark Titus mentioned he thinks the reason that Xavier Johnson threw that ball up, thought he fouled, is that he thought they were down three and they were going to intentionally foul. And honestly, looking at the way that play went, that makes sense, that he thought they were down that, three instead of two. And you were right on. That may be. And, and a timeout, you can gather yourself, focus, and 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 do something. So, uh, yeah, I just think that a lack of basketball IQ, uh, and 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 just you know sometimes some mental toughness, man. Just a guy shoves you, hope he gets called. Maybe flail a little, flop a little, but do not. There's ways, Ryan, to subtly trash talk on the court without how about having making refs in a guy's see face. It. Trey make, Galloway make knows how to do that. <laughs> when you're guarding him, you're leaning in your ear. You blow a little air in his ear and say, I'm here all day. The Lance the Stevenson. Fish doesn't, the official doesn't see it. You know, uh, hey, try guarding me next time. I just hit a three right in your face. You whisper it in his ear. You do stuff like that. That's fine. But yeah. the demonstrative stuff that we've seen all year long, um, it just came back. It, it comes back to haunt you at times. Yeah, does. where does that get you? It gets you to where we are right now. You know, I mean, that, that's clearly not working, guys. Maybe change it up a little. I, I agree. I think that, that there's a tendency of guys when they do something good to want to show off, to trash talk, whatever. You but do need passion, though. I, I agree. The counter to this old man is you need passion. And, and young kids play the game passionately, and a little woofing is is some passion. And you do want some, some appropriate levels uh, of excitement because you can't just go and, and be dull. So, you know, that, that's the negative of, of my argument. But there is a line, uh, and I just thought Indiana crossed it a lot this year. But I think the issue is with this program, it's been a program that hasn't been able to handle success. And so you celebrate and you make a big play, but then do you have the humility to get right back and do exactly what you were doing before to make the big play? And too that's often huge... this program relaxes after the big play, and that's the problem. If you back that, it up, that is probably... talk trash. You know, but this program hasn't backed it up is the problem. Drop the mic, show's over. That, that's the perfect, perfect thing to say. The humility, the word humility to, to make a good play, celebrate, and then come back and be disciplined to do the right things over and over and over and over again to win in the clutch. Um, that's, that's absolutely 100% on point. Yeah, right. and just one last thing I, I want to say just to wrap this first segment up. Uh, Xavier Johnson took a lot of heat from Indiana fans this year. I think pretty much the whole season we were saying, yeah, he he's he's kind of up and down, but this guy changes the team. He's he's the 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 straw that's going to stir the drink, and and Indiana's going to go as far as he goes. Uh, he has done nothing but prove himself to be exactly what we thought. 
And 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 he that guy plays his tail off on both ends, even when he's not doing well offensively and shooting too many shots or or, or firing things up or just hitting a fade, shoot, trying to fade away like he did today. That guy brings it on defense every single possession, every single possession. He is up in his defenders or in the in his covers face, and he is there. And then offensively, you know what? That guy he he works so so hard. So Xavier Johnson. This was his last regular season game at Indiana. We don't know what the future holds. Um, that guy was everything you want out of a point guard. It took a little time to adjust early in the season, but he's everything you want out of a point guard. And and he's a leader. And guys feed off of that. So I, I love Xavier Johnson, and 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 uh, I hope he's back next year. I think he'd be a great leader for this team next year. I hope he's back too. All right, uh, coming up as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's two-point loss to Purdue, we'll point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight a few statistical notes from this game. You are listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, this is AJ Moyer. What's the only thing better than upsetting Duke in the Sweet 16? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach for the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, AJ. have to say, I started feeling a lot better about Indiana's chances today when I saw that AJ Moye was in the building. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite turn out. You know, maybe if you had AJ out there to, to make one key block or get one of those loose balls, you win the game. Uh, but always nice to, to see AJ around the program. You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and the coach Brian Tonsoni. We're breaking down today's two-point loss in Mackey Arena to the Purdue Boilermakers. And guys, it's time for today's uh, meaningful moment you might have missed. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. I'd like for everybody to close their eyes for a moment. And I want you to think back to the Miller Cop shot making today in the Purdue game. And then put that Miller Cop in all of Indiana's previous games. And imagine what this season might have been like with this Miller Cop all season long. Even like 75% of this Miller Cop in most games, Indiana probably wins three or four more games. It's been so frustrating all year long knowing what the expectations were for Miller when he came, when he transferred as kind of being that guy who can be a shot maker, you know, kind of play the three, four positions, you know, be a versatile guy. 
and we just haven't seen it in most games. But tonight, you saw how important he could be. Today, you saw how important he can be because every single one of his shots was a big one. You know, think back to the first half when, you know, Purdue was really in control of this game. They were up by 10, 11 points. You kind of just felt like Indiana's just desperately trying to keep touch. Uh, it was, I think, 31 to 18 or something like that. Miller Cop hits a three to make it 33 22. It was huge. He had airballed his previous shot. And I kid you not, I had a tweet halfway written out time to play Leal over Cop because he's not giving us anything. I deleted it. <laughs> and then Miller Cop goes on to make like four threes. Well, so that's why. Yeah. Well, and, and look, you know, he was terrific in the second half, shot after shot. But I'll tell you what. The most impressive thing I saw him do, and I am guessing that this is why Miller Kopp has gotten the benefit of the doubt from Mike Woodson. You know, he's played hard all season long. Miller Kopp always yes. plays hard. You know, you've never been able to criticize his effort, even if, my goodness, you criticize his shot making, right? And he's here to make shots, so that's perfectly fair. But there at the very end of the game, Indiana's down two. Uh, Purdue inbounds the ball. That's where they inbounded it to Travion Williams. He tried to get rid of it really quickly, and it went over to Eric Hunter, and then Xavier Johnson is over there trying to foul Eric Hunter. And you saw something brewing in Xavier Johnson. And Miller Cop ran over to him and shouted, stop, 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 to Xavier to keep him from blowing a gasket and maybe doing something he shouldn't do there and maybe giving Purdue some free throws. It was leadership. Just recognizing that Xavier's a little bit frustrated and calm him down. You know, we heard from Chad Schwartzkopf, who was way back in the Bahamas, about the leadership qualities of Miller Kopp. And look, you know, again, it doesn't make up for all the missed shots and the fact that he's been a disappointment for what Indiana needed. But today, everything Miller Kopp brought for Indiana was huge. You had to have a guy make shots. And if you take Miller Kopp out of this lineup, Indiana hits one three-pointer, that three by Race Thompson. You know, Miller Kopp made shots in the second half when Indiana really needed them. Um, you know, we could go through all of them, you know, his three, it was almost the banner moment, his three that put Indiana up 56, 52, which was the high water mark of the game for Indiana. You know, that Purdue right after that went on their seven Oh run to go up 59, 56 on that three by Stefanovic. But that's the Miller cop Indiana needed. That's the guy, the Miller cop that Indiana had today, who was a closer, you know, who was making big shots, you know, and maybe if it was him taking that shot instead of Parker Stewart, it's a different game. But we've been hard on Miller Cop with really good reason. Um, but he stepped it up today in a big spot. It wasn't enough. But, you know, maybe that effort and that leadership is why Mike Woodson has felt like he's had to keep him out there. Um, and I think Mike Woodson's just dogged commitment to the experienced guys and to that starting lineup has been to his detriment a lot. And I think sticking with Parker Stewart was probably the wrong move today. But sticking with Miller Cop really paid off. He was great. Uh, today yeah I thought was he, exactly I thought, what you needed we just needed more of this all season long yeah and I thought he did a really good job he did it in the first Purdue game chasing Sasha, Sasha Stefanovic around I mean they, you know he 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 was better at the Parker Stewart was uh, of of knowing which screens to go under which ones to go over you know chasing him keeping right keeping a hand on him while keeping the arm out you know I mean making sure he didn't get a back door I I, I just thought the cop and I think here's here's the thing Cop has not shot well lately, and I think that against Rutgers, he was rushing literally everything, and you can just see his whole body turn because he's trying to throw the shot up as fast as possible, and that happens when guys struggle. But I, thought, I think defensively, he's gotten better this season, and he, you know, he's, not, he's never going to be a lockdown defense. He's not going to guard Jaden Ivey and hold him, hold him in check, but I think he's gotten better and better and better this year, and, and, and especially when you can put him on a good matchup, like a Stefanovic, who your job is not to – 
hold a guy to beat you off the dribble uh, from beating you off the dribble. It's to guard the perimeter and, and to make sure a guy doesn't get shots off. And I think that's his strength and that's where he works well defensively. And I think he did it. And I think the last few games, if you just watch how hard he's been playing, this was coming. It was just a matter of him getting a couple shots to fall and getting locked back in. Now this is a good sign moving forward because Indiana's season is not going to be over. Maybe Miller can build off of this. Um, because I think there's been a few games where it's been like, oh, he's right there, he's right there, he's right there, and didn't break through. But, you know, Milikop was plus seven today. They were better when he was on the floor. And, um, you know, some other guys were not better. The team was not better when he when they were on the floor. So um, I do think that that it was it was a really nice game for Miller Cop. And, and really, you're right. It's kind of a, oh, man, if we just had this a few more games, uh, maybe it's a different story. But, um, you know, kudos to him for doing it in a tough place to do it. And, you know, and it wasn't perfect. You know, he had three turnovers, that turnover late. You know, obviously really, really hurt when Travion Williams deflects that pass. So it wasn't perfect, but gosh, for a team that needs a shot maker and that brought him in to be a shot maker, (laughs) he spent so many games not being a shot maker. It was nice to see him come through today. Um, I I was happy for him because I think he's played hard and he earned, um, you know, this performance. Nice to see it. Just unfortunate that it came to a loss. They're starting to run more stuff, though, for him here lately, the last four or five games. That's why you're better. That's why you're seeing better shots in the perimeter. Um, You know, uh, one of the things that when we took the lead, there was a a double high ball screen with a a, a flare by Parker Stewart. He set the first ball screen, and then they kicked it to the flare, and he one more passed it. He had a shot, but he one more passes it to Miller Cop for a wide open three. When you get Miller Cop wide open threes, but you ran some action, that's been different since the Wisconsin game, I feel. Um, and then they ran a really nice set to get Rob a wide open three. They, they ran a high scissors. We call it an off-ball blur action yep. um, where they, the, the off guard runs underneath the, the cutter and gets him open. It's like little scissors play. It's called it also. Yeah. And, and the, the post pitched it back, and he got a wide open look. So yeah. – Indiana's been running better things in total, which is a positive. I still think in the in the crunch time they come down to their two favorite things, which is a middle ball screen, which was very effective today, uh, and then they come down to feed the post. And they didn't feed the post late tonight. They stuck with the middle ball screen, and it really worked, other than the execution of the passes. Um, so you know, but I think that's that's better stuff. Those were the meaningful moments that I was going to say when Indiana was down two, they get a wide open look on a brand new set that, that we've been calling for all the way back in December. But it seems like all of a sudden they're doing more uh, to get different players. They're, they're pin screening the guards. They're running floppy actions. They're, they're doing a lot of different things. And that's why you're seeing one game, uh, a Stewart might get two or three made threes. Now to today it was, it was cop. Um, and, and Xavier's been shooting close to 40%. He was 0 for 4, but the other guards were 4 for 10, 40%. Um, and, and that's with Fennessey missing his two. And uh, we still, it's a guards game, still need more action like that. But um, cop was the beneficiary of, they had to change the ball screen coverage late because X was, uh, was just killing them. So now they had to go hedge instead of drop coverage or do some things to stop Xavier, which left the backside open. So, you know, it's hand in hand. The players got to make shots. The coaches got to put players in better in the best position to make shots. And I think that's been happening lately. It just hasn't. All the other stuff has led to a, a two and three record since since this offense has started to get a little bit more movement. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, in the first half, we really tried going to Trace on the block, and it just wasn't working. In the second half, when he, you know, LaFonzo Ellis at halftime says Indiana really has to get Trace Jackson Davis involved. And I'm thinking to myself, no, Trace Jackson Davis needs to get himself involved by being a screener and a cutter and a roller and doing all those things. And he did. And X found him. And the offense looks so much better when Indiana plays that way. But here's the thing. Indiana needed more today from Trace and Race. In the first half, they needed more from Trace. And in the second half, they needed more from Race. So a few moments. <clears throat> you know, Race was awesome. He scored, you know, nine points early for Indiana, kind of kept Indiana, you know, in it. But in the second half, he comes and gets his third foul early on a really bad decision. And then I think there over the final, gosh, it was in the final four or five minutes, we saw two really uncharacteristically bad defensive plays by Race where he was yeah. just completely unaware of what was going off the ball. And Eric Hunter got layups twice because of it, where usually you're seeing Race come over, body a guy up, yeah. block, at least alter his path. And there was nothing. And, and that was, when, I mean, Race Thompson is a great defensive player, but he can't do that. I mean, yeah, that no, that really was also when Indiana. That was when X was struggling with whatever he was struggling with. And Eric Hunter just blew by him twice off screens. Yeah. And, and yeah, he needed help. And, and again, as a teammate, you got to be aware of that. Know that, hey, you know, maybe he's, he's struggling a little, especially a teammate with the awareness of race. You know, to, you've got to defend, to defend race there a little bit. Uh, that was good action by Purdue. They were ru running double curls, double yeah. wide pin down curls with shooters coming off both, and they both curled them. And, and Indiana was chasing over screens is what you do with shooters. Uh, but they also had some pick and pop action going and some stuff where the post guys guarding the screens were staying close. So Trey, uh, race was a little bit off the helpline uh, at that time and, and gave up that one curl play where the announcer said that, and yet he's still got to be aware yeah. of that, but that's, that's just, uh, that was the action, uh, was, was really well designed and Indiana didn't have the defensive awareness to stop it. The other meaningful moment, uh, came there late. Uh, I believe this was on Parker Stewart's missed three pointer where Trace Jackson Davis came out of nowhere and jumped about 30 feet in the air to get a rebound. It was yeah. maybe the best rebound of Trace Jackson Davis's career. And all I could think about while watching him do that is where is that consistently? Um, you know, Trace in the first half, I don't even remember what his first half numbers were, but I'll look at him real quick. He had two points and two rebounds in 17 minutes along with two turnovers. That can't be. And I'm glad that the answer in the second half was not just well, let's keep pounding it into the post to him. It wasn't going to work. But to me, you know, one of the positives from this game and coach, to your point of what we've seen over the last few games is it really seems like this team is figuring out how to play offense with Trace Jackson Davis, which is especially if there's a, a you know, there are matchups where he's going to be able to take advantage of you on the block. And great. When he's in one of those, feed him. But in most games against really good big guys, he needs to be what he was today, kind of a complimentary offensive player where his athleticism and his uh, you know, his hands, because he has good hands and his ability to finish are used in a variety of ways. But let X be the decision maker, not just dumping it into trace and then everything revolving off of that. And the offense looked so much better doing that, you know, and so who knows what trace is going to do if he's going to come back, go or stay. But if he's going to stay and they're going to there's going to be another Indiana basketball team built around Trace Jackson Davis, it cannot be built around Trace Jackson Davis as a post player. It has to be built around Trace Jackson Davis as the guy that we saw in the second half against Purdue, because that guy can be a more consistently impactful player, regardless of matchup. Anyway, yeah, agree. 
I mean, okay. you're absolutely right. <laughs> any, <laughs> any other moments <laughs> that stood out to you guys? <laughs> no, you cover. You guys hit them. I, I thought that you mentioned the Miller Cop three. I thought that was huge at the time. It obviously didn't wind up mattering uh, it, to the final score, but I thought that 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 move and that play and that three were huge. I, I have I have one more, and and there probably were several like this, and and I'm sure Purdue had several that were like this as well. But it stood out to me. Um, Miller cop, uh, files Sasha Stefanovic running baseline, nowhere near getting mm. two points, nowhere near yeah. getting anything. They were in the bonus and he just chucks him. Didn't need to chuck him at that point. He wasn't in a position to get a layup. Sasha goes to the line and hits two free throws. Um, that's just not smart basketball. That's kind of fake tough guy. Like you're cutting across the lane and I'm going to chuck you to prove that it's better. Just chase him. He's been doing a good job chasing him the whole time. You didn't have to push him out of bounds and extend your arm there because it wasn't a scoring opportunity, and yet they get two points. Uh, and when I say when I say that those things happen a lot in a game of forty minutes on both sides, so I'm not putting that one, but every possession matters in yeah. big games. Every piece of concentration and detail. Uh, I, I wrote down focus and concentrate on the details of playing the game. That gave Purdue two points when they weren't in any position to score. Um, and, and I know you credited his leadership about stopping X from getting angry or whatever else, but you also have to be smart. No, that's a great point. And play defense without fouling, especially when it's not in, the, in any position. Those are things that are concerning about guys who want to win and they talk a good game and you got to teach them how and building the culture and all that stuff is great. You can't make those plays on the road. You just can't. And, and I'm sure we could go back and, and and there are other ones similar to that. But that one stood out to me at, at a at a moment uh, that was was big. I don't have it written down the time, but that's huge. just an example of Indiana makes more of those types of things than the opponents do that benefits Indiana. And, and when that gets fixed, then then we'll see Indiana back in a tournament and doing some things. And that's that's part of the on the court culture that needs to be changed. Uh, the other meaningful moment was in the first half when Jaden Ivey kicked the ball to Caleb first, who then got fouled. You know what they say, you know, when you kick the ball and it and it goes in or, uh, you know, something good happens, you just get to end up kicking the ball the rest of the game. Apparently, Jaden Ivey thought he would just kick the ball around uh, for the rest of the game and good things. Was he wearing he Ronald was, McDonald's shoes or what was going on? He was terrible like, today. He was, what was, he was, what really was up with Jaden Ivey today? Parker Stewart. I know everyone's going to get mad at me for that. And Parker had uh, some really bad moments late. He went under a screen and all that stuff. But Parker Stewart was physical with him. Um, when he was driving in transition, he was meeting him with the chest. Um, yeah. And he was not allowed to turn the corner. And, and when Ivy's at his best, he plays off two feet. Well, when he got in the lane to pivot, he had no room to pivot. They just totally bodied up on him. Um, the yeah, physicality of Indiana was, was fantastic. Good absolutely fantastic because Ivy didn't get loose. When I first saw him on the first possession, I'm like, Oh, Parker Stewart on Ivy. This is not going to be good. It Ivy wasn't good the first matchup. That was um, bad. The first matchup. But I yeah. really, besides all the mistakes that, that we talked about with Parker, um, I thought defensively, um, uh, his job on Ivy was good. And I thought Rob came in and did that as well. Those two guys really locked down their best top five draft pick with their physicality. Uh, and that's something that Woodson has brought, um, Indiana was physical, uh, very, very physical on the guards on the perimeter. They couldn't even pivot to throw into the post uh, very easily, and that's why the post players didn't score an awful lot because you can't throw it in when guys are in your in your space. Uh, just an e excellent uh, defensive effort all the way around. 
especially on Ivy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk numbers here. Uh, time to go inside the numbers. And the segment uh, is sponsored by our buddy Ed at the Power Rank, but he's got a little something different to promote. It's his new podcast, Bracket Wisdom. And so if you want to win your March Madness pool, because it's, it's getting close, it's serious time. It's time to start thinking about this. Ed is as trusted an analyst as you're going to find. He literally wrote the book on how to win your pool. We're going to have a special offer for you on his book. Uh, but he's now going to be coming out with a daily podcast series called Bracket Wisdom. It starts on March 7th, and it will get you ready to crush your pool. So check out the Bracket Wisdom series. It's going to appear in the feed for his show, The Football Analytics Show. So search for The Football Analytics Show or search for Ed or just follow him on Twitter at The Power Rank uh, and you'll get that awesome information from him. All right, let's dissect the numbers that tell the story of the game. Uh, a couple of good ones for Indiana, you know, only nine turnovers. We know that's huge uh, for this team to not turn the ball over. They score 15 points off of Purdue's 11 turnovers. You know, really did a nice job getting some steals there, especially when they were uh, going on their run there at the end of the first half and in the second half. And Indiana outscored Purdue in the paint 30 to 24. You know, given how much, how well Purdue can score in the paint with Edie and Travion Williams and Jaden Ivey, that was huge for Indiana to be able to do that. To your point, coach, you know, Purdue was able to out-rebound Indiana. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, Purdue hit four more threes than Indiana. And you told me coming into the game, Purdue's going to hit four more threes than us. We've got to make up 12 points from the three-point line. It's going to be really hard to do. And Indiana made up 10 of them. And they did it by making the free throws. And they did it by getting out in transition. And they did it by being tough inside. But there was just too much to make up for. And, you know, ultimately, that's why it was a two-point loss. Um, you know, but some of the numbers really, really look good for Indiana. But that three-point number is just so important. You can't consistently lose by 12 points at the three-point line and beat good teams. Sorry. It's just as simple as that sometimes. Uh, Coach, any numbers stand out to you? Yeah, 15 to 2 second chance points, which is tied into the to the rebounding. You know, you lose a game by two and, and they get 15 uh, extra points. 14 um, offensive rebounds for Purdue. Yeah. And and that's where again I thought um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis was not locked in until he started putting the ball in the basket in the second half. Um, but I thought his rebounding was was less than stellar today i i thought uh you know his pursuit of the basketball was was not what it has been and you know indiana just was fumbling the ball uh, when benetti says it looks like the ball is greased um the ball is just slipping through everyone's hands on both sides at some point but really there there was one time there was four offensive rebounds in, in one possession and it led to a three you know when, when you have a game and you lose it by one possession no you go back and find a multitude of those. Obviously, Purdue had issues on multiple uh, possessions as well to to make it a close game. So, to be fair about that, but fifteen to two is uh, one one of the strengths that Indiana's had with race and trace has been the ability to go get rebounds and either uh, you know put the ball back in or get fouled, uh, and they did not uh, do that tonight. Hey, I got another number. The IU women are up eleven at the final media timeout of the fourth quarter. Fantastic. Right. By the way, we have to get out of here by like 25 minutes because the doing the work crew is coming in and their team is better than ours. So they get precedence on the stream. Yard. <laughs> uh, ahead, hey, bro. here's a number. Here's Sounds a good number. to me. I got to go Jared. drill out. Here you go, Jared. 12 assists for Xavier Johnson. Um, yeah. He was, again, just more example about how nine of them in the second half 
and only two turnovers in the second half as well. We saw both of those late, sadly. Um, but two turnovers for the game. Until those late, two late turnovers, he had a ton of assists and no turnovers. I mean, it's he just Ryan had five rebounds to his effort. Of course, five rebounds, three steals. But, yeah, and by the way, another meaningful moment was I don't know, an under two minutes to go, they ran another really nice pick and roll, and he had trace for the lob, and it was like he was in between shooting and lobbing shooting and it. Passing. But exactly I wonder if happened. it was if it was the hamstring because he like he looked awkward. It's like he was yeah. going to play. Yeah, it's like he was going to plant, and then the pass and he just was threw off. The pass so the timing too hard. was off. Yeah, he threw Gosh, the pass too hard. It wasn't a lob. It was. A, it was. It was. It was where a lob would be, but he threw a bullet pass. You know, and it, yeah, and that he was just in between what he should no, do and just a whether missed he was opportunity, man. Yeah, um, missed but it was the opportunity. Right play and they had and they had him open. So. They did. They did. All right. Uh, coming up on the assembly call, we are going to hand out our game balls, do the Hoosier Hustle Award, discuss a lingering question or two. Uh, and then look ahead to what's coming up in the Big Ten Tournament, and then we're going to get out of here for the Doing the Work crew. That is next on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot or an episode of The Assembly Call. All right. Thank you, Jordan. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Talk about a guy who could take and make big shots. Jeez. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game and every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com, and make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Almost 10,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Join for free at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jared Morris here with the coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips, and we are wrapping up our breakdown of Indiana's two-point loss to Purdue. Gentlemen, let's hand out our game balls, uh, assuming this is going to be just a little bit more talk about Xavier Johnson, but let's see where you guys go. Ryan, who gets your game ball? Yeah, it's Xavier Johnson. I mean, come on. There's no other answer. Let's 18 points. He didn't make a three. He still scored 18 points, um, You know, which means that he was just getting it done Uh without you know relying on the three-point line he tried he was over four but he was just finding ways to score 
uh, creatively. And four or four from the free throw line, uh, five rebounds, 12 assists, three steals. We went over it. Only two turnovers. Only had one personal foul when it seemed like everybody at Indiana had three in this game, all the starters. So, um, yeah, easily my player of the game. Yeah. And I mean, there were just several runs, you know, race Thompson kept Indiana in it, you know, at the very first part of the game. And then after that, you know, at the end of the first half when Indiana made their little surge, X was the guy leading it, you know, when they made their surge in the middle of the second half, X was the guy leading it. And again, you know, he gets hurt and goes out in that little stretch and Purdue makes their run, you know, makes a run while X is out, you know, and you, you wonder with as good as Xavier Johnson was playing, how different the game would have been. Um, but, you know, ifs and buts, whatever. Indiana still had a chance to win at the end, and they didn't. Um, but, you know, they could have used as many minutes from him as possible with the way he was playing. I mean, he was controlling the action uh, all second half. He was the best player on the court. Uh, Coach, any any lingering thoughts yeah, on X? Yeah, X, X gets mine. Um, he, he has a high level of, of competitiveness, uh, which is very hard to coach. Uh, everyone wants to win. Everyone talks a good game about winning. And then there are players that go out and lay everything they have good or bad, on the floor for 40 minutes. And, and I, I'm i not – I will talk about X's turnovers or if he gets in a join match with someone or is undisciplined, but there will never be a doubt that that young man, he and Race are the two guys that I think have a very, very high level of competitive uh, just attitude to compete. A lot of times you'll have really talented athletes – that don't compete. Uh, they compete at an average level or below average level. Xavier Johnson competes at a high level. He has a motor and it is enjoyable. Even with the late turnovers, uh, even, even in a loss, please people appreciate that young man wants to win and he will do everything possible to win. There's no doubt in my mind. We have two players like that, I think, that are at the competitive level that you really need. And that's another thing with the shooters recruiting. You got to go find people who just love to compete. I wouldn't want to play X and go fish because, mm -hmm. I mean, you would just get, you know, he would do whatever he could take to win. Uh, you could just see it by watching. Uh, and, and they're – it, it, yeah. it's it's one of the things that's just really tough uh at all levels to to find those those people uh, it doesn't make anyone bad if they're not at a high level of competitiveness but um you know that that's special and and we need to enjoy it hopefully again next year if not for the remaining games because you you, you don't see that level very often and that's not just today but the last most of the season even when he was struggling I throw Galloway in there too. I think Galloway has that same. Yes, level I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And I think Leal. Yeah. Uh, when give it, you'll, you'll see that more often with with Leal. And I'm not bad mouthing any of the other guys. And I don't want to get here and make it personal because I know people can care. You can care and still not be at that competitive level where you just sometimes things just happen to you and you shake them off and you're all right. And then there are guys that just hate, hate, hate losing. And I think we have a, 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 those three at least. And I think Leo's potentially one, too. I just haven't seen it a lot because he, he hasn't uh, been on the floor very much. He hasn't been on the floor. Well, look, and X is the classic case of you would always rather have to kind of dial a guy back than try and Absolutely. dial him up. <laughs> you yeah. know, and Absolutely. to you know, to Mike Woodson's credit, you know, it seems like he has helped X get more in that positive range. 100 percent agree. You know, yep. sometimes it still comes out and I think it always will. It's just part of him. 
But great athletes a lot of times have to live on that edge. And I think X is learning how to channel that. And I think he's shown a lot of growth. I mean, he doesn't get a a free pass for being suspended against Northwestern. That may have cost Indiana an NCAA tournament bid. You know, he was one of those guys. But he seems to have responded to it very, very well because he's played his best basketball since then. Yeah, I I will say Xavier Johnson's development this season as a point guard should give everybody should make everybody feel good about the future of developing point guards. Now he's developed where a lot of some other guys haven't. So you're kind of like, okay, well, what's the, it takes time to figure out what the player development for each new staff is like, but Xavier Johnson's development and, and his turn towards consistency certainly does hearten you moving forward to what can happen here and, and development and things like that. Now, Got to make it happen with everybody on the roster, but specifically from a point guard perspective, that has been uh, uh, really telling. And, and Roger in the chat mob makes a great point. Uh, you can have a high level of competitiveness and make mistakes. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to still call people out for making those mistakes, like not knowing time and score maybe at the end if that was the situation with the three or even the turnovers if he made a bad decision. But what you bank on as a coach is when someone's highly competitive and you call them out for the mistakes, they're going to try to fix it. And that's that growth growth that that – you're you're talking to talking about that that i've seen throughout the the 30 some games uh, indiana's played uh okay next up it is time for <clears throat> the hoosier real hustle award. it is time for the hoosier hustle award sponsored by our friends at evansville security services based in the hometown of iu legend calbert cheney That was a guy who could take and make big shots. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Ryan, who gets your hustle award? Miller Cops. Uh, I thought he played a, a really good game. I thought he gave a lot of effort on both ends. I thought he was – there were times where he was trying to will Indiana offensively. I mean, you saw that one time he caught the ball in the corner, took that one dribble. Robbie Hummel was really upset about it, and he nailed a, a mid-range jumper. I, I agreed with Miller on that one. I don't think three was open. Um, I, but I also thought he moved really well defensively. I thought that he was – you know, he did move the ball offensively as well when he didn't have shots. Uh, obviously, that inbounds play late was, was unfortunate, but – um, I think that that he showed what his value is to this team uh, today, and and hopefully maybe this this sparks him moving forward. Coach, I'm gonna go a little bit uh, off the path here, so don't go with mine if you don't want to. But I know what you're doing. I know what you're about to do. You do? Yes. Just put it, it put it in the comp put it in the private chat right now before I say it. I want to see if you really do do know. You got a couple seconds here. I'll see. Okay. Um, I won't look either until till that. I'm going Michael Durr. Whoa, Ooh, okay. off the board. That is off the board <laughs> again. Michael Durr against Purdue. It's apparently his matchup. Yeah, plus seven, and I I'm, I don't like that plus minus, but he's tied for the most plus minus okay. in eight minutes. Drink. If right? you're drinking every time we qualify the plus minus, there you go. Take your yeah, <laughs> there you go. Put it on the bingo board, but um, I. All of a sudden, it seemed like when he was out there, we made so many runs. Uh, it seemed like the offense. Uh, I Ryan texted; he didn't mind Durr taking that three. You know what? I didn't either. I didn't either. No. It seemed like a take shot. It he once. Could take. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can make he's that. He's not shot. afraid to do that. He um, didn't so, he win the three point contest at Hoosier Stereo? <laughs> I think yeah, he, but he did. made a bunch um, of them. I mean, he can yeah. shoot it a little bit. 
he was he had a, he had a couple uh, of free throws, three rebounds in, in eight minutes, a steal, uh, two assists. Two assists. Um, that's maximizing that's maximizing your time on, on the court. Uh, I I am quietly liking him is as he stays next year. I know we probably need to hit the portal uh, and, and get some extra bigs in there, but I I don't know that he'll be a twenty point guy, but. There's something well, about I do. him that I, I think, think he just say knocks. He won't be a twenty point guy. Yeah, he, he <laughs> knocks those. Uh, yeah, Mister Obvious statement there by Coach. Um, so, yeah, he gets my one for being able to go when you get limited run. That that's a strength too, you know, yeah. because that's just really hard to get consistent play when when you don't get a, a, a lot of run. So, yeah, that's off the board. I know you didn't have that one, right? I did not have that one. No, I thought you were going to go with Parker Stewart for his defense. But, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> he played well, but he also okay. didn't hustle at times. No. I, well, I know. That's why. Well, you got to have faith in board. me. You got to have that's a little more faith in me, Morris. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Miller. I'm going to go with Miller Cop, uh, and not for the shooting. Um, you know, and again, he made some bad decisions was nice, and some bad plays. But yeah, you know, again, I thought. You know, that he kind of earned his good shooting. It's almost kind of a, a cumulative uh, hustle award for him because I do think he's played hard. I do think he showed leadership. And I think coaches are willing to stick with those guys um, when they do. Unfortunately, he was able to come through with the shooting today. Um, all right. So I say no bracketology talk uh, because we all know that we're not in the tournament right now. And so unless until we win two Big Ten tournament games, there's no reason to talk bracketology. So here's the lingering question that I want to ask you guys because, you know, and we'll have time. We'll talk about the Big Ten tournament in the future. But here's a lingering question I think a lot of people are going to start wondering. You know, a road win at Northwestern. That probably at least puts us right there squarely on the bubble. You know, whether it gets us in or not, I don't know. As you guys look back on that, again, we don't know all the details of what happened. But if I just say that, you know, that decision to suspend those guys and lose that game cost this team a chance at the NCAA tournament. Do you think any differently about the decision itself? I, I'm going to say no. If Coach Woodson thought it was best uh, to set a tone that rules are rules and rules were violated and the punishment for violating that rule, if he felt that way, it's his program and he had the right to do that. Uh, and you'd make those decisions irregardless of what it's going to cost you down the line. If you're a leader, and whether I agree with that, to, you know, whether if I would have known the circumstances would have been different, uh, that that's still in play for me. But you, you got to trust a guy that this is what he believes in, and he's going to do it. And if it costs an NCAA tournament and it pays off down the road, then, yeah, he had the right to do it, and he needs to do it. Uh, if, if he's making decisions that he doesn't believe in, to win games, that too comes back to haunt you down the road in, in certain ways when you're in a leadership position. So it hurts us right now to look at it uh, as fans and going to miss out. But you got to have faith in the in the leader. And until everything is known, then I really have no other option. I think as a fellow coach than say got, he did what he believed was was best. Yeah. I got something to say about this. I have no problem with the suspension because guess what? Even with those guys suspended, you still should have beaten Northwestern. Yep. Also true. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's like, kind of my point is I think the question is based on a false premise anyway. You know, like that game did not cost us the NCAA tournament. We still could have won that game. And we and had still many the NCAA tournament if we close so, out Wisconsin and Ohio yeah. State. 
Yeah, yeah no. So, so you, the suspension to me is not to blame for missing the tournament. Agree, you, know, you, you can you can you can whittle it down to that. You know, Ron Harper's Junior's three is not to blame for Indiana missing the tournament. There yeah. are you know that's 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 taking like a microscope and looking at one thing when there is a massive mountain in front of you of all the ways Indiana could have made the tournament and didn't and failed to do so. And the blame for that goes to everybody. Um, the Northwestern game, sure, you can blame the guys who got suspended. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you – some people, I'm sure, blame Woody for suspending them. I don't. Uh, I think that, that you know, that some people said, like, well, a curfew violation is usually a half suspension, not a full game. Well, he wanted to make a statement. It's his program. He's allowed to do that. Um, so whether, you, you know, whether we question it or not, which I don't, I think it was the right move. No, we never questioned uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And whether whether we, the general public, question it or not, doesn't matter. It's his program. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Our opinion does not matter as far as that goes. Um, but at the same time, you know, you zero in on that. You are missing a mountain of opportunities Indiana had of games where they were leading in the last five minutes. Penn State. I mean, you beat you close out Penn State. You know, you close out Wisconsin. You close out Ohio State. You uh, close out Iowa. I mean, there are opportunities there that they had to win. And one or two of those wins puts you in the tournament easily. All right. Last lingering question. Can this team make a run in the big 10 tournament? I mean, like, I mean just kind of your gut feeling, you know, I mean, because at some point you got to, you know, you got to get, make shots. You got to get hot. You know, you're not just going to go grind out a whole bunch of wins. I don't think without making shots, the team hasn't really shown that. And yet they've shown some fight in some of these tough games late. They just haven't been able to close them out. Are they the answer Michigan? is it's Michigan or Michigan State, one of the two. Oh, I'd rather great. play Michigan State personally. Yes. The answer is is yes. If you get by that first game, because Michigan handed it to us, um, but Indiana has shown Michigan the State. ability to play with people. Um, even in the Michigan State debacle, Indiana showed that they can play with Michigan State, and then it just got to fourteen point. Um, I, I don't think Indiana is is destined to lose any game it doesn't look good it doesn't feel good but it's set up good because we know you can play with wisconsin had a big lead lost it in the first game had a lead to the minute and a half lost the second one it's hard to beat a team three times number one seeds wisconsin and i think that um they're not so overly athletic that's going to give indiana problems and then it is iowa and ohio state in the four or five i believe or at least at one point i looked at the the rankings if that matchup wins, you know you've beaten Ohio State, had a lead late against Ohio State, had a lead against Iowa. So um, I'm not trying coach. to be an optimist here, but <laughs> you win like that 8-9 game, you got three teams that we've played better than the other side of the bracket um, for the most part. This is um, like this is like a classic Scott Caulfield from Crimson Cast discussion. I mean, if we win that first game, we're in the final four. If, <laughs> but come on, it's Indiana. <laughs> it's Indiana. You got to keep rooting for them. No. You know, hey, we'll keep it's rooting. It's 18 and 12, but I do think so. I, I don't think there's a, a team that in the Big Ten is so tough that automatically is going to beat Indiana, uh, yeah. and Indiana is not going to have a chance. Are they going to have to play better, going to play for 40 minutes, hit shots, all the things that we've struggled with, which makes us kind of nervous? Yeah, can they do it three games in a row? The faith is probably not there, but – We've seen stranger things. I mean, yeah, look, it's unlikely, but there's a few things that would work in Indiana's favor to give us a chance. You know, we defend, which is going to keep us in games. We have a guard playing at a really high level, which in back-to-back-to-back type situations you need. And it's, I mean, 
I, you know, I want to be a broken record and oversimplify things. It's just going to come down to making shots. If you get Miller Cop and Parker Stewart both making shots, Indiana can go on a freaking run because it's the reason we've been losing. You or know, because you got Anthony the defense, you got the... X. Make some shots. Yeah. That's it. What'd you say, Ryan? Ryan froze. What a beautiful Best moment sight. of the season. <laughs> Banner moment. Look at that right there. It's completely oh, ridiculous. Back. All right. I we were really sad. Crazy. We were really sad that you froze for a while. Hey, get Trey Galloway back, too. Differently. Yeah, I don't get know. Get Trey Galloway back, I don't know too. if Trey's coming back, but we'll see. That groin injury is apparently rough. Uh, okay, Play we got to get out of here because the doing the work crew is going to be coming. Uh, the women were up by six with 30 seconds left. Last chance I saw. Is that game still going on? Damn. Um, apparently, someone said Woodson looks visibly emotional during his post-game press conference. Gonna have to go watch that. Um, all right, guys, let's do uh, let's do last call in terms of upcoming shows. Uh, well, the next show, unless we do something impromptu between now and the Big Ten tournament, the next show will be after First. Indiana's opening round game in the Big Ten tournament. I should be here for that, assuming I have proper childcare, because uh, it's the early game. I think the game is going to start at like eleven my time. Um, hopefully someone else can, uh, can be here with me, but we will for sure have a show for you. Uh, so we'll talk to you then. We'll obviously do some stuff in the community and on Twitter, and maybe we'll try and do a Twitter space in between now and then. Um, but anyway, let's go to last call and, uh, and get out of here for, uh, for Jeff and Kathy coach last call. Indiana loses to Purdue again. Yeah. A, a, a tough game that came just down to some execution issues at the, at the very end. Uh, but Again, this was a game I was re- really fearful would not be enjoyable after the first 10, 12 minutes, and it kind of looked that way. And Indiana, again, showed some resolve uh, to, to keep fighting. And, and I know we're not here for moral victories, but we enjoyed the game down to the end and, and got frustrated again. I'm at least a little happy to be frustrated as opposed to uh, some teams getting blown out uh, at this point of the season. And we just need to find shooters um, and keep playing that defense because at some point – the the water is going to find its level and people are, are, are going to make plays on our side and, and we're going to get a win here that maybe no one expects and will be uh, joyful again. So um, hang in there. Who's your nation? Um, just hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, Ryan, last call. Um, just, you know, uh, a disappointing end of the regular season. Obviously, it's, they played very hard today. I don't think that you can knock the effort. Um, but this team was 16 and five uh, and seven and four in the Big Ten a couple weeks ago and finishes 18 and 12 and nine and 11. They lost, well, they went two and seven down the stretch, uh, lost five in a row at one point. Um, this program's just got to get better. And it's, it's not on one person, it's on the whole program. Uh, you can't be finishing the Big Ten season two and seven and expect good things to happen to your program. So um, hopefully they go on a run of the Big Ten tournament. We would all love to see it. It would be the first time ever, really. Um, there was one but, you time. Know, it, we made the title game one time long ago. Yeah, long ago. I, so long ago that you know, barely everyone, remember the it. records have been lost. It's, you know, current IU um, students weren't alive then, I think. Yeah. I mean, so, but, but the bottom line on the season is, you know, this hasn't been a lack of effort. It hasn't been a lack of trying. It hasn't been a lack of hustle in a lot of situations. It's been a lack of focused, disciplined play. And it's typically happening in the last six minutes. And so this program has to take this off season and figure out why and figure out what is going on, what changes during that last six minutes. Cause I'll tell you what, after that initial burst of the second half, 
there was about a five, six, seven minute run where Indiana was a better team. Indiana was the better team and was getting whatever it wanted against Purdue. And then it stops. And that has happened to us so much this year. And so this program just needs to take a you know step out and take a hard look at what the difference is and why winning time is so bad for this program. And it has been, it's not just Mike Woodson, it has been for a long time. Why can these guys not win uh, when it's winning time? So that's that's it for me on, on the regular season. I think that uh, you know, again, you had some things to point to that were positive, like Xavier Johnson today, like Miller Cop. Um, but you lose to Purdue again. And uh, bottom line, losing to Purdue when you're Indiana, it hurts and it shouldn't be acceptable. And and we need to figure out a way to turn this all around. So it's all about shooting. Gotta make shots. This program has got to Tom Crean was right, Jared. <laughs> well, you got to do some other things also. Uh, but once you have those other things in place, once you have a defense to keep you in the game and, you know, you have a point guard who can control the action, then you just got to be able to step up and make shots at the end of games. And Indiana hasn't been able to do that. I will leave you with this little bit of hope. The IU women lost four of their last five down the stretch, and they are now in the Big Ten Tournament Championship game. Although it's a real disservice to our women's team to compare this year's men's team to them uh, because they've shown incredible toughness and ability to close out games all season long, and we love watching them play. Uh, But you can struggle down the stretch and get going at tournament time. If you get hot, you get some good matchups. So, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that is the hope that we have to cling to, and uh, that's what we're going to have to cling to right now as we continue to hope that this program gets back into the NCAA tournament. They're going to have to do something that is unlikely and that they haven't done before, but that's the position that they put themselves in. Um, you know, again, there was a path to walk away from today's game and feel okay about the way Indiana played. You know, a tough two-point loss at a top-10 team. Sometimes that happens and you have to tip your cap to the opponent yada yada but given the context of this season indiana had to win today and they didn't and it's a continuation of all the frustrating things that we've seen and ultimately this team is on the outside looking in for the ncaa tournament and it had it has everything it needs to be better than that and it's not so back to the drawing board uh and hopefully uh we see see something change in the big 10 tournament coming up All right, that is going to do it for us. Uh, If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson uh, for the music that you hear on the show. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back on Thursday after Indiana's Big Ten tournament opener to talk more IU basketball with you. Until then. Take it from me, Rob Finnessy. Keep your eyes on the rim and your elbows in. Go Hoosiers. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, there should be, if you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call, you will find the link for the doing the work show because they are going to be firing up right after us. So we got to vacate the stream yard, let them in, and let's talk about another uh, IUM's basketball winner. See y'all. See you Thursday. See you guys.